1: Hi, this is Ben Dominich, the host of the Federalist Radio Hour. We're a daily show coming to you five days a week from Washington, D.C., where we interview our nation's top journalists, politicians, authors, chefs, economists, entertainers, and more. If you're looking for a contrarian discussion on news, politics, or culture, give us a listen and subscribe at podcastone.com, the new Podcast One app, or at Apple Podcasts. Hey, man, before we get started with CarCast, let me tell you about Amazon Automotive. Shop auto parts, tools, accessories quickly and easily do it from your phone, do it from your computer, do it from your tablet. Plus free shipping on millions of items for prime members, massive selections of parts, uh, accessories, tools, fluids, even tires. This, I did not know. I knew all this other stuff. Like they have top brands like KN and N and Bilstein chemical guys, Bosch and more, but I didn't know tires, smart. Amazon. So smart. Tired of looking up part numbers, reading catalogs with Amazon? All you need is the year, make, and model, and you're off and running. Use customer Q&A and product reviews to research and buy the right part the first time. So go to Amazon.com slash auto deals. That's Amazon.com slash auto deals. Start your shopping today. Amazon Automotive. All right, let's get going with the show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on. Mandate, get it on. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Adam Corolla. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndre over there. It's the last Hello. CarCast of the year. Yeah. Now I'm going to go in the garage and work on the car for like five days. I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward to that. That's yeah. like a month and a half of work. <laughs> trying to think. Um, when you go in on the weekends. Yeah, I'm trying you to know, think about the just, people that don't have stuff to work on. Like, My mom already got mad at me because I,
0: I scheduled like a month ago my going out to see mom for in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then a week ago I, I called her back and I, I changed the flight and I cut like two days off of it so I can come back here and work on the car. She's like, why? I was like, I'll be
1: back for Barrett-Jackson. Don't even, I'll be back in a month.
2: She's well, like, okay.
1: <laughs> you know, it's kind of interesting as I think about the people like um like a guy like jimmy, not a car guy, never works on cars, never has any interest in cars, but he he'll have a bunch of little projects going yeah. all the time. Like he'll animate stuff. Like he'll he'll do I remember once a million years ago and we were talking about doing a show and maybe it'd be animated or whatever. And he just went in his garage one weekend and he made all these claymated characters like he made the entire cast out of clay uh, not a nerd not uh <laughs> not your not your sort of um like a Wallace mo- and Gromit <laughs> yeah yeah right not modeling clay or not the sort of kind you you fire like kiln clay but like the red and the yellow yeah and he made them all and they were perfect and he made them all out of clay. It's there's, like, there's probably some special clay for that, right? It's not like Play-Doh, but
0: it's like some sort of special. Yeah, it's
1: kind of weird. I think it's like oil-based and not water-based. Yeah. It doesn't get all dried out. But either way, there is that. And then the guys who work on cars. I no
0: idea he could do that.
1: He absolutely can. And then guys <laughs> who can work on houses and yeah. this and the other. But then there are a lot of people just have nothing in that department. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like. I don't like those people. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I actually got this email from a listener named Matt, who's making a claymation studio that's an exact replica of our uh, recording studio. I'm showing you photos of it right now. Oh so that's gosh. what I got so far.
1: Wow. Why? How? How did that mm-hmm. just come up? <laughs> Ambitious. Wow, I don't. We never discuss claymation uh, off the air. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just got that email minutes ago. So that's really? kind of weird. Yeah,
1: we
0: should have our 3D printer guys make 3D little models of the people. They can 3D print the people.
1: Yeah, I built this. Um, one of our uh, this this <laughs> studio. It's funny. One of one of the things me and Matt and Sean were going nuts on at the other shop. Sean's kind of the perfectionist at the other shop is, but I think we had it here. The people who mask around the switch plate cover that has one screw yeah. in the middle of it. Yeah. They did it here. They they masked around the I switch plate it. cover. It, it, it takes so much longer to tape around it than it would be to remove the screw. You <laughs> remove the screw and you just go right over it and you it's, it's like it's like saying <laughs> it's like you can take the car bumper off with four bolts or you can spend a bunch of time masking off the car bumper and then paint around the car yeah. bumper and then it never looks good. And it's it's actually faster to just pull <laughs> the goddamn bumper off and paint the car. Right. Yeah. I, it drives me insane when people mask. And if you go to our light switch in here, the guys who painted the studio, <laughs> you can feel it's cr- it's 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 crusty around the switch where the paint comes and they put the tape there. It's one goddamn screw in the middle of the goddamn plate that if you just take off with your fingernail. A a dime, anything.
0: By the way, this is what we talk about Sundays when we get together.
2: (laughs) Oh, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, too. I've seen it. (laughs) we (laughs) all come in
0: specifically on Sundays to walk around, drink a beer, and and talk about painting. Yeah, I'll put a picture of that light switch uh, (laughs) at carcasshow.com. It drives me berserk. I just don't understand the logic. Somebody's like, you know what I have? I have paint and I have tape. I don't have a dime or a screwdriver. No, everybody has a screwdriver. Everybody,
1: every painter has a painter's tool or four-in-one screwdriver. Everyone has putty knife. Anything. I look. You and I are exactly the same. I am bewildered and disgusted. Like every apartment you rent in L.A.,
0: that dudes just come in and they just paint over. They paint right over the outlets, and it gets paint wedged in there. They paint over all the cabinets in the kitchen with all of the hinges, and they just... You know, yeah, I hate seeing the uh, the doorknob with paint on it. I'm like, telling painting you, on the door, and there's and paint on the doorknob. The the towel racks in your bathroom, they'll just paint like right around it, and it's splashed on the edge. Like you'll rent an apartment on average here in L. A. And you know, any any one of the old apartments, and they'll say freshly painted, and then you try to open up a cabinet, and it just cracks, and paint comes off the hinges. The fire marshal guy, like if you're in your apartment for a couple of years. The fire marshal guy is supposed to come by once a year, and he inspects the place. And then he asks you a question. He's like, "Are any of the sinks backing up? And do any of the outlets don't work?" And he walks around, and he's the guy that's like, looks at it, and he's like, "Is there too much paint on that outlet?" Because clearly he sees a million of these things right. all the time, and you're like, "It it works, but it's." It's not great. And he'll tell the landlord, replace it. But that's just, I don't, just paint over everything. I don't understand why.
1: I don't. Well, I get the part where it's fast and it's cheap and it's whatever. What I don't get is when you say, take the switch plate cover off. You don't have to mask it off. And then once you mask it off, you have to unmask it as well. Just take it off, roll. What you do when you're doing a switch plate. And, and an outlet or whatever. You pull the switch plate cover off. You put a little piece of blue tape over the outlet. Yeah. <clears throat> just a little four inch piece over thing. And then you just paint away. Yeah. And then when it's dry, you go back and put the outlet. And when you say to someone like, why don't you do that? They go, you know, these guys are looking to save time. And it's like, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a time saver to mask it, paint it and unmask it. If it is a time saver, it's, it's nine seconds. Yeah. Like, This is a lot cleaner. This is a lot better. And they're like, yeah, you know, everything's about money. Everything's about time. It's like, this is not about money and it's not about time. This is the same exact amount of calories, the amount of calories to mask off a switch plate cover and then unmask the switch plate cover versus unscrew one screw, put the thing down on the floor next to it or whatever, paint it and then put it back I could make an argument as to why it would be faster to do it with the one screw. Yeah. So it drives me. I don't mind the part. I don't mind the part where you do certain things to save money and save time. I mind the part where you have a horrible outcome and you save no money and no time. <laughs> no that's, money and no time. Right. That's what I run into yeah. a lot. This isn't a conversation about being
0: detail-oriented. That's a whole nother conversation. This is – it. In, in that particular case, it's – it's not it's not more time just take right. the one screw out but this also, isn't masking off your car and doing all that like that's
1: you you detail. people you people should be bugged by the the when you take masking tape you put around a switch weight cover and then you cut it in with a brush when you pull the masking tape off there's going to be a weird cruddy little place where the paint built up against the yeah. edge and it's not going to be right and it should bother you that it's not right. It should it should be sort of like I don't know, wearing your uh, shirt tucked in your underpants or wearing your watch outside of your <laughs> sleeve or something. It should just yeah. be not right. Not right. And you should know that <clears throat> and it should bother you. If it you're does. not bothered by it, if you're not bothered by it, then God help you. Yeah. And the more people like you go to germany it probably bothers more people there versus mexico and thus the country will aesthetically take on the look of who's bothered and who's not bothered yeah you with me i'm with you all right we got to uh we got to call up here joshua from uh, st louis joshua hey how's it going guys good how you doing Doing great, apart from the fact that yesterday I
0: had to spend five hours taking the dashboard off of my Nissan Sentra
2: to get a mouse nest out of the blower motor. Mm. Yeah. And this was the second time in two years I've had to undertake this. Have you yeah. tried cheese? They yeah. like cheese. <laughs> the... I would have thought that putting cheese in my cabin
1: air filter <laughs> wasn't the best call. Probably not. Um, here we are. Well, okay. Uh, you know, I've had this problem. You know, they like to, mice, rats, whatever, they like to eat the pad, the foam pad, the heat shield on the hood of the car. Yeah, because they, they, wanna... can, they, take, they str- take the bits off and they make their own little
0: nest out of it. It's nice and comfy.
1: Right. So that's one of their things. Like, uh, And I don't know how you prevent. If you park in a driveway, a, a critter from hopping up, getting up, climbing up, and doing that. Like, I can't think I, of it. A- I don't
0: know. You, you remember uh, when we first started, I had that my my friend's uh, shitty green Pathfinder that got crushed by a tree. He gave yeah. me that truck. Well, I was living in Topanga. I'd park it on the street, and you know the the mouse or whatever would get in that thing. And I remember driving down to Santa Monica, going down Main Street, past like the courthouse in Santa Monica, and I'm doing thirty five miles miles an hour, and out of the cowl, the head the mouse pops his head up. Wow! And, and I'm like, that was a hell of a ride you just took. Right. So I'm probably responsible for bringing Topanga mice to Santa Monica. Much more
1: aggressive mouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So and and they do and they go for the warmth and they do just they just find their way. Like the the thing about vermin mice. Rats! All that stuff. It's like it's like having a flat roof. It's just they always leak. It's yeah. like there's nothing you can do when they're when they're out there. There's so many nooks and crannies on a car for these things, right? And I don't know if there's a, you know product or you know they always make these things where it's oh you plug this ultrasound thing into your cigarette lighter and it sends them scurrying or yeah. something. I don't think it. I don't, I don't know think it works. does.
2: I don't know if that works. Yeah, the most I found was some sachets that you could get online that had some sort of peppermint oil on them or something. I had no idea whether that would work or not. but
1: um, I, You know, so you got the old Nest out of there, right? Yes, I did. And you're worried and about... And it was a, a it was about a soccer ball-sized
2: wad full of fluff that was impressive.
0: Is, is it because you were storing the car? No, it's,
1: I drive it regularly. It's just sitting in my garage. There are also... The thing about the car... Is the car's pretty insane like a couple things like you um like I- I- if you go out to your car and there's like a spider sitting on the fender or something you get up and drive the car 3 miles you get out of the car the, sp- the spider's like still, it's still there. there yeah and like I've done it where I've taken like a st- like a Nissan with a step bumper and put like my coffee mug on it or something yeah. like drove all around town and went around the mug still just sitting on the bumper <laughs> I like, don't know how that works I don't know how it works either but it doesn't uh, sufficiently get rid of rodents or spiders or coffee mugs. No. Like, you think they've come flying off. They don't really go flying uh, I, off.
0: I mean, you just need traps in your garage. And then hopefully, when uh, you know, when the one that lives in your vent gets hungry and wants to leave, you know. Are you in fu- a
1: garage, Joshua? I
2: am. Um, actually, I do have a poison bait trap there that it's taken a couple of nibbles off of. So hopefully, that'll be enough to murder it. But mm. that doesn't help me for the, when the next one comes
1: around in two years. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 weird because it seems like such a nothing thing, but it's really an unsolvable problem. What I would say is I would attempt to make my garage rodent free. Yeah, versus mm-hmm. make my car my uh, Nissan Sentra. Did you say it was? Yes, it is. I I would I if you could I would focus on making the garage rodent free, other than the Sentra rodent free, because yeah. you're never gonna rodent proof the centra
0: Look, when i lived in topanga the only way for me to get rid of the rodents was to move that's how i solved (laughs) that problem because there was no winning there was no winning all around the house underneath the house i'm constantly throwing out traps and all they do is like they just they just make more and more and more they don't stop
1: (laughs) yeah no i i i know i you know when you get a house you try to seal off Every single opening to the roof, everything, you'll just hear them scurrying around. Yeah, you'll you hear them like, in the
0: walls. You're like, God, this is creepy. So move. That's what I did.
1: You got to move. You got to move. Everyone's got to move. <laughs> all right. What do we got uh, coming up for the new year? You're going to Barrett Jackson. I'm going to
0: go to right? Barrett Jackson. Of course, you know, we all say Barrett Jackson, but also, you know, uh, RM's going to be out there. I think they do like a Thursday, Friday auction. Gooding's got a Friday auction. Uh, so I, I might head out like on a Thursday or something, and do like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Barrett Jackson's a, a long weekend. I like to go for the for just the end, the last three, four days for the prime time thing. For the prime time thing, and see uh, Gooding. Gooding's got um, uh, a Lamborghini three hundred and fifty GT that we like. I want to go by and swing by and see that car. And uh, you know, Barrett's got a couple of uh, interesting cars as well. Uh and it's well, also a big like a big fun social thing, you know? Yeah. Um, hanging out with Craig and <coughs> Carolyn Jackson and and yeah. everybody.
1: What wonder if they uh, Max Pat, you can check. I don't know if they posted any of those estimates for the Gooding and company yet. Up um, on
0: the Gooding website, Chris, they had the listing for the Lamborghini three fifty, but just pictures and no prices or description yet. So if you see prices or description, let's so.
1: Yeah, we were. Uh, we always like to keep our eyes out for what stuff's going for, and what our stuff might go for, and so on and, and so forth. I think um, we're going to be working on driving the nine thirty-five again, maybe over at yeah. um, just sort of parade laps over at uh, the Porsche facility out here. We're trying to hook that up. Also, uh, we're w- trying
0: to go to the Midi. We're trying to work out a deal with uh, with Nissan to go to the Midi and. And I believe uh, Bob Sharp's the Grand Marshal, and he's got sort of a theme of sharp cars going on at the MIDI, which I've never been to. So uh, hopefully we can work that out as well. When is that? Is that April?
1: I'm pretty sure it's March for March. some reason. It could be March or April. I but can't one remember. of them's Amelia Island and one of them's the MIDI. Oh, maybe, maybe Amelia Island's March and the MIDI's April. Um, and it's a really cool track. And it's, it's very, like, big rolling green hills and stuff like that. It's, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. You're thinking about maybe bringing a car out there and doing some laps?
1: Doing a I, race? I, it, it's a pretty big vintage. I I, I would argue... What, what would you want to bring, do you think? Uh, I would say first that I think the MIDI at Road Atlanta, if I were just to guess, would be the second largest vintage race in North America every year seems okay. to get the most cars and the most uh, track the most folks. I think it's I mean I know everyone has their events every year all over the place but <clears throat> and maybe Ren Sports bigger but I don't necessarily think of that as a vintage race. I think it's more of a Porsche gathering yeah, a or Porsche. something. Yeah. But um um I would I would say no estimate yet. Thank you. Um so a couple things. Uh Road is a big fast track and you probably wouldn't want to go out there with a big horsepower car just sort of get used to the track because you'd be going 180 miles an hour yeah. like on in, in like some environment you weren't that used to, you know. So my instinct would be to bring a Newman car, maybe even the T R six or a 510 or something if if Bob Sharp's gonna be the guy there, then yeah. like a Bob Sharp liveried car over there, but like the two hundred SX? Yeah, like a two hundred SX like something that Paul Newman would have driven there a lot, and uh being like the the uh Bob Sharp livery and you know, four banger but not you know Maybe the six ten? Yeah, something 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 that uh paid homage to uh Bob Sharp and Dotson and you could run in a B sedan group or uh yeah or or a, a 2.5 Trans Am or something like a smaller bore group yeah. and have some fun on the track without getting to, you know, insane speeds. Yeah, that that's my kind of take, but who knows. That's my impulse, yeah. Yeah. All right, let me tell you about uh, Amazon. Mm, Amazon Automotive, man. You can shop for auto parts. You can shop for tools, accessories, quickly and easily from your phone, your computer, your tablet. Mm, How about that? Plus, free shipping on millions of items for Prime members. Massive selection of parts, accessories, tools, fluids, even tires. I never thought about the tires. Makes sense. Top brands like K&N, Bilstein, Bosch, more. Tired of looking up part numbers and reading catalogs with Amazon? All you need is the year, make, and model. And Bob's your uncle, man. We're off and running. You can use the customer Q&A and uh, product reviews to research and buy the right part. Not an expert? Good. Check out Amazon's library of uh, video content on Amazon.com. Slash how to DIY and learn how to about how to do all that stuff. You learn to install an air filter, change your oil, jump your dead battery. Amazon.com how to DIY. All right. What else, uh, man? I've got uh, on that Amazon thing,
0: I've got a preset <laughs> to 93 Mustang on there every time I go in. Then when I get there, it says, this part doesn't fit your car. And then I'm like, oh, uh, now I got to modify it. Now I got to modify the part or the car. But uh, but I have it set. You can put in your make and your model and you can do
1: it. You know, yeah. the uh, the part that always drove me nuts is like when um, you probably knew this from working at Pep Boys at the counter all the time. Mm-hmm. When you'd go in there and you go, I need uh wiper blades for a 84 Nissan pickup truck. Stick or automatic? Yeah. I'd go. With or without air? I don't. just Just the blades are good. <laughs> Stick or automatic? I got to yeah. look this one up. And I'm like, I don't know, stick o <laughs> Just whatever whatever blades yeah. they got there, the ones I'll be taking. Okay. Uh, oddly enough, my generation. Yeah, that got air? Or yeah. is it uh, no air? I'd be like, it's a wiper blades. Air or no air? Like they don't have to find out. Whether it was, and I always kind of think like, what difference does it? What difference it make? Right? They could never figure that out. They still, you still had to go through the part. But here's the thing: you don't need to ask those questions. Is it the four cylinder or the V six? You're like, it's windshield wiper blades.
0: That's the thing: is is the guy in front of the computer doesn't need to ask the questions. He can just make decisions on his own and go, oh, you got. You know, you you need wipers for your Prius? No problem. Tell me what your Prius, and then I can take it from there. I pretty much can. You know, does it have air or not? I don't. I, who cares? I'm just going to click yes. You know, and and I'll get you what you need. Like I don't need to ask you all of those questions. I don't know why. I felt like when I worked at Pet Boys, like that generation of of people that worked, that was the last of of people that worked at stores like that because they were car guys. They were like young guys and they wanted discounts on parts and, and discounts in the service center. And now people like I go into the Pet boys all or not the Pet boys, but the auto zone and all these stores. And you're right. These guys, they just don't, they just don't know. Anything. They just drag anymore. their they finger just down. They just don't know. I I miss the like going to the parts counter and talking to the guy and be like, oh, I'm having a problem with this. And what do you think the timing is? And and the guy giving you some advice and going, Yeah, it's kind of like going to the Apple Care and asking them, and they have answers, right? Yeah, not not auto parts stores anymore. You have to go online to get answers, and then you go to the auto parts store. Right, or you just go to Amazon and buy the parts like I do.
1: That's the better, better, safer plan. <laughs> so uh, you got uh, all the auctions coming up in Phoenix or, uh, uh, yeah, in Scottsdale. Scottsdale, yeah. um, it's all and the same. It's all the same, and then uh, and the Scottsdale's a little more focus on the the american and the muscle but there's plenty of high dollar stuff going off at the rms and the goodings and that kind of stuff Well, you know
0: even on the american stuff i think we saw that barrett jackson's gonna have two uh two pretty good cars they're gonna have like the winningest 65 shelby gt 350r race car the winningest one i think they made
1: like 34 of those 31 33 i think it's 34 for some reason so in the gt 350 department it starts with the r yeah then it goes to the 65 66 carryovers i think like well the
0: 65
1: r but then there's the non-r which is also the cool car the gt 350 no i believe you me I'm aware of this. I think in the in the power rankings, okay. I think I think the R the R is definitely the top. Okay, then it goes into the carryover, which is between the 65 and 66, where I think they made the least amount of those. Then it goes 65, which are more more valuable than the 66, and then after 66, it just kind of becomes Shelby kind plastic, of, kind of peels off Dearborn. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, it's an interesting thing, Max Pata. <clears throat> I think it's something like in the 65s, they made like, oh, I don't know, 350 units or f- four or 500 units or something like that. And then they made like 2,000 or more of the 66. They made like Rent Erasers and they made the other ones. But the question is, is the carryover. Yeah. How many of those make? Because I feel like they made less of those and thus maybe they're more valuable than the sixty fives sixty five was considered the pure car, whereas the racer car, whereas the sixty six started to turn into a little bit of production
0: yeah, I was just trying to look it up real quick on the phone, but now when you type in Shelby GT three fifty all the new ones come up, which ah. I love that car, but that 's not what I was looking for, and it was going to take too long, so anyway they 're going to have the race car there, the R at the auction, and mm-hmm. then on the street car. The GT 350, the 65. They're going to have the very first one, like whatever the prototype one. Uh, right. So they're going to have the cool street car and the cool race car. I I don't know if it's from the same collection or the same person or whatever, but it's some pretty pretty interesting cars to see. When you get into the American cars, that I think you'd be interested in. The race car one looks like it's got a lot of a lot of good history and
1: stories and
0: you know on those tires and the dings and everything else into it. So
1: should be cool yeah there's a lot of race cars that are going to be dominating these auctions they have some really some pretty historic stuff there's that jag i think uh like the d type you know whatever 50s um there's going to be a lot of cars i was going to
0: ask you what what did you see on your list i know you usually like to check out the auctions a little bit ahead of time and you know, I didn't give a call I and mean, be like, hey, swing by and just take a look at that car, check at the condition of that car, because we do a lot of, you know, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, almost like bench racing for the auctions. You know, if you want to go see that Lamborghini 350, get the quality of it and see what it looked like, does it sell, and what does that do for the market? But I know you've had your eye on at least a couple of cars.
1: Well, I'm always interested in what the race cars are, are doing, because we have a lot of race cars, and the race car... Market is a very interesting one because it didn't really exist in the past that if you wanted to buy a collector car, they're called collector cars. If you want to buy a race car, it's a race car, not a collector car. And now (coughs) the uh, race cars have surpassed the collector cars in terms of the big dollar sales crown jewel that goes – in every every vintage or every um, auction on every big big major weekend, Amelia Island or, uh, or or Phoenix or or Pebble Beach or whatever, it's always a race car now. Yeah, didn't used to be that way. It'd be a Duesenberg. Yeah, owned by the Shaw of something. I, I mean, know? even now you look at like you know a Ferrari,
0: you know, two fifty GT California, and then you look at the competition one, and you're like, wow, that's almost. How many millions of dollars more money because of the race car of it. Right. But back in the day. But that's this is what one of the things that you and I are very attracted to is 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 the race cars because one, they always come with good stories. I mean the better the story, the more valuable it is. You know? And two, they're all pretty much one of one, right? They're super rare. If you buy this particular you know, there's some of the cars are seven or eight chassis made, but each one of those chassis has its own story. This is the one that won, you know, at Sebring or won at Daytona or something, won at Lamar or, or whatever. And I think that's what's making the cars more special now than anything. So anybody looking to buy some cool collector cars or something like that, um, I think the story is adding a lot to the value and the future value of the car.
1: Well, we also had our eye, one of the things we had our eye on, what do you? What did you find? Anything, Max? Better, or Are you not looking?
2: I'm. I'm looking, but it's hard because yeah, Matt said the the 350. Everyone is just posting the new one now. But I did all I know is that the uh, I think a year ago I was expected to go for a million that GT 350R, and there are only 36 of those made. Oh, 36. 30 Damn, a. I said
1: 34. Knew it was an even number. All right, your job is to find out how many 1965 gt350 carryovers they made versus 1965 gt350s put the date in first it'll it'll help with the 350 math right yeah so they um there's also what we think is the most expensive car ferrari whatever is going to go at auction in what february in europe was that uh Remember, I don't know how much we talked about that on the air. I know we talked about a little bit off the air. Yeah, I found a article or a a news online, whatever, that talked about you know possibly like the most expensive Ferrari selling. Uh, We remember being down on the beach um, on the lawn talking to Bruce Kenapa about the most expensive Ferrari, and he was kind of pointing at a two fifty L M that he said was eighty million bucks or something of that nature. And then we found out that that car is coming up for sale, and of course they don't really have a number; they're just sort of the most yeah. ever. But according to Bruce, that somebody turned down eighty million bucks, so it's it's going to set some kind of record. I'm I'm guessing now that right. was February, and that was Europe, and I don't remember much more about it. And up to date, though, the most expensive one was, was... two hundred and fifty-two carryovers. So. They must have done more, just sixty-five GT three fifties. We'll figure that out. Yes, go ahead. Uh,
0: up to this date, we <laughs> what we know was um, the uh, the sixty-two Ferrari two hundred and fifty GTO, which sold at Bonhams for thirty-four point six five million. But that was in twenty fourteen. Uh, right. So now we've we've really jumped to a whole new
1: Strad Strata, new- and. That car was a, a car. See if you can find it. It's going in Europe. It's going in two thousand two <clears> thousand eighteen, 2018, and it's going in February, as far as I can tell. Amazon Automotive. That's what I'll tell you right now, man. Parts, tools, accessories. Quickly, easily get it right off your uh, computer, your tablet, your smartphone. Why not? Plus free shipping on millions of items for uh, Prime members. Massive selection of parts, accessories, tools. Fluids, even tires. Did not know about the tire part. I'm going there now looking for tires. they got brands like KN, and n Bilstein, Chemical Guys, Bosch, more. Tired of looking up part numbers and reading catalogs with the Amazon. All you need this year is the make and the model, and uh, that's it. Put the year, the make, and the model, and uh, all your parts will start popping up. Use the customer Q&A. Product reviews. And research to make sure you find the right part. Amazon can help you research your next vehicle purchase as uh, well. So uh, just check out Amazon.com slash vehicles. Amazon.com slash vehicles. You find reviews, specs, images, more, and uh, thousands of new and classic cars all there. Amazon.com slash vehicles. Did you find out anything about that uh, 250? On, on my... Uh on my phone here, I'm not finding it. Well, Max Pat is going to have to find it but on his phone. But now it's just not loading. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, there's a auction coming up. Uh, is, it, is it like Art curial? Is it well, one i got ours? one here in that February, says in
2: February 2018 in Paris, a Le Mans winning 24-hour Ferrari 275P.
1: No, this be a 250. Okay. Well, Le Mans winning is about right. The 275P, that's not coming up, is it? It didn't already happen.
2: This says February 2018 could be a date etched into the automotive That's... annals with a 275 prototype crosses the auction block with record-breaking history potential. Oh, yeah, well, that it. could show be us, it, but I'm not sure a... why it's
1: a 275. I thought it was a 250. Well, the
0: previous one was record was the 250.
1: No, not the previous record. That's a 250. We're looking at a picture of a 250. Gary had a picture of a 250 up there. Well, maybe it's what I think is a 250, because that is a 250. But maybe this is the next generation or something. Yeah, whose auction
0: was that, by the way? Did it say what what auction it was going up at? I don't know who's doing the European auction in February. This says, uh,
2: let's see. It says the Ferrari has emerged from the uh, Bardonon collection, and that it's going up in Paris. Uh, Circuit de la Sarthe. Hmm. No, sorry, sorry, that's... Let me read here. All
1: right, um, the <coughs> the reason for the confusion is, I believe, I believe it's the last Ferrari to win Le Mans outright, or production Ferrari to win Le Mans outright. That's right. Yeah, we and, did have that conversation, and I don't know, um, it, I don't know uh, quite enough about Le Mans, but has Ferrari even won? In the last forty years, oh, I mean, uh, I they did all their winning, yeah. and now, now they're they're right, like. But this is the last, I think, Ferrari to win just outright. And I'm not sure if it's the last production or factory or whatever. But yeah. the the 250 is what it looks like. It's an open cockpit, mid engine V8 car. But they probably labeled it the 275 P or something. This one up. One for the next year, whatever, whatever it was, right? And probably. that's why when I was on the beach and you were on the beach, we we're on the the Pebble Beach, and Bruce kind of pointed at one. He was pointing at a two fifty in my mind, yeah. In his mind, he was pointing at a two seventy five P, which looks the same as a two fifty. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, because you because you said not this one. He's like, no, that
0: one, and they were similar. And he was like, no, that's- no, 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 no. 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 You,
1: for a guy who doesn't smoke pot, man. <laughs> we were standing next I to him, a lot of jar- like, is no, this no, the I'm most saying, expensive no, one? I was, we are and- looking at a, at a Testarossa, like a pontoon something. We are looking at a Testarossa, like from the 50s. And I said, is this – I said, what's this thing, 40 million bucks? And, right. of course, he did the 45. If I said 45, he would have said 50, yeah, so it doesn't course. really matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I said, what is this, 40, 45 or something? He went like 50. 50. And then I went – oh, is this one the most expensive one out here? Now, don't look anything like a 250. That's why I'm crapping on your point. He said, no, not this one, that one. And he pointed at the 250. And I said, well, considering these cars are 40 and 250s are 15 or 17, why is that one more expensive than this one? Okay. And he said that's the last one to ever win right? Le Mans. Right. Outright. I heard that part. And so I was like, oh, a two hundred fifty is the last one, but it's a two hundred seventy five. It's 275. the same same architecture. Yeah. Same car. That's at Retro Mobile 2018 in Paris. Yeah, so one in um uh, sixteen ninety four, so says uh, Gary on this one. Magellan was driving it. Uh, I guess it won in 1964, probably. <laughs> um,
0: that, that's all right because uh, you know we had Steve Celine
1: did the second shift Steve, in the vehicle.
0: Steve Salina was in the last week, and he's and he said he's talking about his press release on the Celine S7 Lamade Edition car, and the press release says the car. They're making seven. You could buy it for one billion (laughs) dollars. They had had too many zeros in there. I was like, it's a billion dollars. I was like, God, they're really going for the profit on this one.
1: Yeah, so the car won outright, I guess in 1964, and then the question is is did Ferrari win outright since 1964 because it may not have. I don't know. I I, I I've and, copied
2: the line from the article here. It says the la- it says this car won in 1964 the last time the factory team would stand atop the podium. The
1: factory team. Okay. So that's why it is the most expensive Ferrari and according to our sources, we could go well over uh 50 million dollars yeah. here which is fine with me because we have a car that was on top of the podium yeah or one one level down yeah. so uh but one it's class so we'll take whatever prices they can get for lamar cars a- anything at this point
0: that's pulling good money and was at lamar we we love that <laughs> i mean uh, look, we're talking about uh last year monterey uh, rm had a. Uh, all the Aston Martins out there.
1: Wait, Gary, what? When is that auction? That uh, I know it's February in Paris. I don't know. I don't know when, but it's kind of fun. It's kind of it's kind of a fun little. Um, it's a kind of a second part of the hobby, which is you. I don't know. It's like uh, the house on the corner is up for sale. And uh, it's got an extra thousand square feet off over your house, but you're still rooting for it because it's <laughs> like, uh, however much that can go for February seventh through the eleventh. So says uh, yeah. Gary. So that'll be an interesting thing. So yeah, it's fun to cheer those cars on or watches on or whatever on. You got any business there, Matt?
0: Yeah, let's uh,
1: let's talk about Geico.
0: You know, oh, yeah. everybody's got a to do list. You know, you're dropping off your dry cleaning, you're picking up some milk, you're. Uh, Uh, Now you can add uh, saving hundreds of dollars of car insurance on that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you need some extra money in your pocket, like I do when I'm getting my car parts and my Christmas gifts and all that stuff, well, this is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Just go to geico.com.
1: There you go, geico.com all right uh, you want to check out chassis com, and uh, check out the 24-hour war and the winning life of life Paul Newman and Ro winning and all that kind of stuff and we got basic cable commentary coming up at the improv January 25th uh, Cobra will be the uh, will be the movie and uh, Corolla drinks I had a Lynette over there lots of Specials with 33. We got new wine and yeah, and, green and all that stuff. And uh, then we got Shift and Steer. Thank you. Yeah. Over here with uh, Matt. You can listen on uh, Podcast One. And uh, thanks for the year, guys. We do appreciate it. We'll see you back early 2018. Until next time, Adam Crowell from Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air and the spare and the bang of the wind.